teachers themselves have had little experience writing fiction. This is a variant of a bigger problem that English teachers are rarely required to take writing courses as part of their preparation. At the University of New Hampshire, where I taught for 37 years, the only required writing course for prospective teachers was first-year writing, and that was required of all students. This is an example of the reading-writing imbalance. It is exceedingly rare that a prospective teacher would take the prerequisites that would enable them to register for a fiction writing course, and it is, as I noted earlier, unlikely that they will be taught versions of fiction that their future students will want to write. The fiction writing that students choose to do is often imitative of low-status forms of entertainment. Young writers are drawn to plot, to action, to writing versions of movies and video games that appear to a certain sensibility as less authentic than nonfiction genres like the memoir. Borrowing characters and plot elements and weapons from pre-existing stories violates an expectation of originality and personal examination of experience. As if the memoir is not itself a pre-existing genre. Popular youth genres, particularly those selected by boys, have traditionally been labeled escapist. One of the least attractive traits in adults is the inability or unwillingness to imagine literary gratifications that we don't feel, though we perhaps once did, and then to rationalize this inability, this limitation of imagination, as a claim that certain popular genres are incapable. Of eliciting thoughtful engagement, we fail to decenter, to take an inquiry stance, to learn why someone might enjoy a literary genre that we don't or won't. Some genres of writing we come to believe are capable of eliciting complex responses, and some aren't by their very nature. This view has been powerfully challenged by a number of scholars, most notably Janice Radway in her sympathetic investigation of women reading romance novels. In her 1984 book, *Romancing the Novel*, my own approach is deeply indebted to the work of Jeffrey Wilhelm and Michael Smith. In fact, my own title mirrors theirs, as does my argument. In *Reading Unbound*, Wilhelm and Smith begin with a set of provocative questions: Quote, "Might kids gravitate to the kinds of texts they need? Might they experience a deep fulfillment that we don't completely understand when they read those books?" Might passionate readers of marginalized texts, those books that many parents and teachers disapprove of at some level, be choosing books that help them build on new interests, become competent in new ways, and grow beyond their current selves? End of quote. Yes, yes, yes. They found that even genres we might dismiss as superficial and escapist, like vampire stories, could elicit profound reflections on sexual attraction. Texts do not set hard boundaries on what readers can do with them. A fact driven home to me when I listened to literacy expert James G. spend a brilliant hour on an aspirin bottle label. An argument for fiction writing can mirror the one Wilhelm and Smith made for the reading of marginalized genres. Young writers who devote themselves to seemingly endless post-apocalyptic stories are gaining something by it. And to understand that gratification, we need to ask them questions. We cannot presume. To know their realities, 